With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, we made it to a Friday. It's hour one, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. It's a meet Friday, and we say goodbye to our resident IT slash chef. Alan is preparing the final supper, the final lunch, the last supper, the last lunch, <laughs> something like that. But uh, he's been with us for 14 years, and he will go out in style, at least we hope. And if you're watching on Peacock, that's uh, Alan's back facing you. Alan, turn around. There you go. Totally flexing. Ugh. Absolutely flexing. <laughs> Not shy anymore. Okay, here we go. Shirt's going to come off here soon. Uh, Tyler, the creator, Tyler, the moderator with Chat Row was also in that picture. You can watch on Peacock. And you can watch all three hours for free. If you don't have the app, download it and uh, join us. Say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400. Got a play of the day, stat of the day. And uh, McLevin has the honors of a poll question eventually uh, coming up. We'll check in with the NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport with all the comings and goings, what is real and what is not, with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger, Got a lot of things going on in the NFL, and this is the day and age of empowerment at the quarterbacking position. We'll uh, dive into that coming up. Really no update on Tiger other than he was transferred to another hospital. He was transferred to Cedars-Sinai, which reportedly is well-equipped to handle high-profile celebrities there, and of course, keeping the media away, the paparazzi. And uh, Tiger transferred to another hospital, very few details right now 877 dp show email address dp at danpatrick.com twitter handle at dp show i want to take you back to a program interview that we had on february 9th it was with russell wilson right after the super bowl and we were trying to get russell on prior to the super bowl he couldn't do it because of 
time constraints, his schedule, and he said after the Super Bowl, he would join us. He went to the Super Bowl. He got the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And I watched him during the Super Bowl where he's there with the commissioner and his wife, Sierra, and he looked miserable. And they showed him on the screen. He looked miserable. And I thought, I wonder why he's not happy. And then I started to think, well, he's probably watching Tom Brady at 43 go to a new team and he helped orchestrate the offense or had input with the offense. He's playing in the Super Bowl against the future at that position, Patrick Mahomes, and he's involved in another Super Bowl. And here's Russ watching in person. It's not like, hey, season's over, I'm out of here. Or, hey, the Super Bowl's on, I might watch it, but I'm not on camera. He's watching these two quarterbacks, and he's got to be thinking, I'm kind of caught in the middle. You know, Tom is not leaving, he's winning a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is only 25, so where am I? I'm 32. I haven't been back to a title game in a long time. 2014. And I started to wonder about that, and, and that led me into some of the questions I thought that I would be able to ask Russell Wilson when he came on the show. Because Russ has been on many, many times. And he's really good at not saying anything. We've interviewed him back in Wisconsin when he was there his senior year. And I thought, okay, maybe I can kind of nudge him a little bit that he's going to end up being sacked more times than anybody in the history of the sport. And I thought, you know what? With Brady being able to bring in who he wants to, I wonder if Russ has any input in the front office. I thought, all right, well, let's see where he allows me to go because that happens in an interview. Sometimes it's checkers. Sometimes it's chess. Sometimes they'll allow you to play. Sometimes they won't. And Russ, it felt like, was allowing me to at least open the door. And then what we got after that is what made the news. So let me start with uh, what I said to Russ about, are you involved in personnel decisions with the Seahawks? Not, not as much. I don't, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for, do you for me, want to be involved Russ? Yeah, I, I think it helps. I think it helps to, to, to be involved more. Um, but I think that's that dialogue should, should happen more often in my opinion. Okay. Now I I'm after hearing that, Go back to the report, the article in The Athletic, where Russ, before they were going to play the Cardinals, talking to the coaching staff, wanted to have input on what was going to go on, the offensive game plan. They didn't want to listen, and he got up and uh, walked out of the meeting slamming the door. Then I asked Russ, does he think the Seahawks have received, received trade calls for him? Yeah, I definitely believe they've gotten calls for sure. I think that... Uh... You know, I think anytime you're, um, you know, you know, uh, a player that, you know, tries to produce every week and has done it for, you know, consistently, I think people are going to call for sure. And I think it's part of the process. Yeah, but you're a franchise quarterback. You're a Hall of Fame quarterback. You're not available, are you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm available or not. That's a, that's a Seahawks <laughs> question. But I think also, I think more than anything else is, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you, you want to win. You know, you play this game every day to wake up to win. You play this game, you know, to to be the best in the world. You know, I you know what I hate? I hate sitting there watching other guys play the game. <laughs> yeah, and that goes back to him being at the Super Bowl looking miserable. Because why shouldn't I have input? You know, we won a Super Bowl, went to another one. I'm a Hall of Famer. Why can't they let Russ cook? 
And I think he was looking at these other quarterbacks who have input. And he's looking at Brady and thinking he went to Tampa and was able to do what he wanted to do, bring in players that he wanted to bring in. And I can't even be involved in any decision-making with the offense here in Seattle. But when the Seahawks blew out the Broncos in 2014 in the Super Bowl, they looked like they were poised to go back to the Super Bowl a few times. All-time defense. You had a quarterback on a rookie contract. But seven years later, they look like they're really far from going back to a Super Bowl, even though they won the division. I think they won 12 games last year. But multiple reports have emerged that Russ is upset with the team. And a story on the athletic website added fuel to the fire yesterday. And then Russ's agent came out and said that, hey, he wants to stay in Seattle. But if Seattle wants to trade him, here's four teams he would like to go to. Like, to me, that, you know, that, that's not vague. That's not a veil, you know, threat. He wants out. That doesn't mean he'll get out, but he, to me, when, and the analogy I'll use is, if you go home to your wife and you say, look, if you decide to leave me, these are four women that I'd like to date. But, but I want you to stay. But these are four women I'd, I'd like to date just in case you leave. This, can't, this won't last. Now, I didn't think Russ would be there after next year. Now I'm starting to wonder if he's going to be there after this offseason. Gave you four teams. Gave you the Cowboys. Gave you the Bears. Gave you the Saints. Seems like he's had this thought out. Got the Raiders in there. This wasn't one of those where the agent goes, hey, Oh, you know, does he have a list? Oh, it's too early in the process. I mean, he wants to stay in Seattle. It's one of those, well, he wants to stay in Seattle, but here's four teams that he'd like to go to. It sounds like you've given this some thought internally. But the Legion of Boom, that team is long gone. Seahawks still trying to redefine themselves. They haven't recovered from the interception by Malcolm Butler. Can you rebuild a relationship with a franchise quarterback? Do you continue to take calls? How about this? Do the Seahawks start making calls? Because it feels like we're open for business here. If I'm Seattle, I'm open for business. Russ is not going to cost you an awful lot as far as his salary goes. And he still plays at a very high level. But... He's got four teams. This has been in the process. This has been a process. This has been in the works. This didn't go, hey, after the Dan Patrick interview, yeah, I kind of said some things. And then we had a source say, hey, just so you know, let me give you some background information. This relationship is not sustainable. Like, like that was the hammer. Then I went, okay, this is real. This has been going on for some time. And the fact that there are teams that have called, I don't know if Seattle is now calling teams back. When you name the teams, you're ready to go.
That's not a hint. That's not sources close to or rumors or that's fact. Of course, when I saw the Bears, I go, well, this can't be true. The Bears are on that list. I thought it was an Onion article. Yeah. And he wants to go to uh, these teams and the Bears. And I went, well, if you didn't have the Bears on there, then maybe there'd be a little more validity to it. Makes me wonder about Russ. Yes, Todd. Now, if you're Dak Prescott or Derek Carr or one of these teams, <laughs> what's going through your mind while the Seahawks camp is calling out teams that you're currently the starting quarterback for? Well, let's start out with you're not as good as him. So, you know, if you've put yourself in a position where there's doubt about you moving on, then that's up, up to, you know, that's on you. And then I wonder about the Saints because the longer this goes on, I just wonder if Drew Brees is going, we weren't that far away from beating the Buccaneers. Like, we could have been in the Super Bowl. Do you want to take another another spin at it? And then if you're Sean Payton and you hear this news about Russell Wilson and he says this, you know, the Saints, and you're probably going, oh, Drew, please retire. Oh. Yeah, Seaton. Uh, Sean Payton's like, yeah, we're rebuilding next year. Shh, man, it's going to be a tough one. But yeah. Drew, you're better sitting this one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Drew, you're, you're, hey, good luck in T. Hey, you know what? I bought you a tie. I bought you a tie for your uh, TV debut on uh, Football <laughs> Night in America. The Raiders? Cowboys? I mean, this is, this is, this is on. This is real. This is right front and center. It feels like it's further along than Deshaun Watson being traded. Which is crazy. When you think about what's happened so far this offseason, and Adam Schefter gave us a heads up. He said, you know, get ready. There are going to be a whole lot of musical chairs with quarterbacks. And not everybody gets a chair to sit down on when the music stops. But Matthew Stafford, the Lions did the right way. Even though I didn't understand it at the time, I thought they would lose leverage. They basically said, hey, who wants Matthew Stafford? And the Rams ponied up. Carson Wentz, who wants Carson Wentz? Well, nobody wanted Carson Wentz except for the Colts, and they got him. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play with the Texans. The Texans don't want to trade him. Deshaun Watson has a conversation with the new head coach. And tells him he doesn't want to stay with the Texans, but they're not open for business yet. We didn't know Seattle was open for business, or Russell Wilson wants them open for business. But it certainly feels like that. And if I'm the Seahawks, I entertain it. I entertain trade talks. He opened the door. Now, if, if Seattle did it, then they might look bad. Russ and his agent have opened the door. And if I'm going to, if I know that there's four teams and Russ has a no trade clause, I'm calling those four teams. Hey, you guys tell us what you would pony up if you would pony up for Russell Wilson. Like you're the Raiders. Hey, we'll give you Derek Carr and Dallas Cowboys. That's interesting. If I'm Seattle, do I take Dak Prescott, who's a whole lot younger than Russ? But he's going to be more expensive. So I got a hurt quarterback who's not under contract. Chicago Bears is a no-brainer. If I'm the Bears, I'm like, yes, we can't get to Sean Watson, Russell Wilson. Absolutely. 
And then the Saints, if I'm Sean Payton, yes, absolutely. I say, you know, hey, Taysom Hill, you're going to still be our five-tool player. Uh, Jameis, uh, we'll, we'll sign you as a backup. And Drew, good luck in TV. And let's bring in Russell Wilson. I mean, I'd be on the phone. Let's see. Let's push it. Let's see what we have here. Because is Seattle going to change? Are they going to let Russell Wilson have input now? How much input does he have? The day and age of quarterback empowerment is upon us. But also, the teams having patience and the player having patience. That's over. Or at least redefined. I mean, Miami might not even be patient with Tua. Right? Go back to Josh Rosen with Arizona. Josh, you're our quarterback for now. Oh, we got the number one pick. Thanks, Josh. We're done with you after a year. These teams move on. It's so quick. You got two years, maybe three at the most, and then you go, you know or should know what you have in that position. And if I'm Seattle, Russ is going to be 33? Absolutely. Absolutely, I'm in the market for what kind of offer do you have. If I'm the Raiders, I'm certainly interested in Russ. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm interested. Gives you leverage with Dak Prescott. Saints, absolutely. The Bears, no-brainer. But the fact that Russ's agent had four teams that he told Adam Schefter, there's been some, there's been some conversations, let's put it that way, probably since the season was going on about this. And I'm sure Russ says to his agent, hey, I'm trying to have some input here. They won't let me have any input. And then you start to think, do I want to stay here? I'm going to get sacked an average of, what, 48 times a, a, a season? Dallas's offensive line is nowhere near what it was a couple of years ago, but it's better than Seattle's. But if you're some of these other teams, like if you're the Rams or the Colts, and then you're going to go, God, if we just waited. If we just (laughs) waited a little bit there. All righty. McLevin, you got a poll question. We'll take a break. We'll talk to you in Rappaport about, you know, just how hot this topic is with Russell Wilson. Yeah, we already put it up on the website. Okay. Where will Russell Wilson play next year? We list the Seahawks and the four teams, the Raiders, the Bears, the Saints, and the Cowboys. But let me ask you uh, the flip side. Well, who are the Seahawks going to start a quarterback if they trade Russell Wilson? Well, if I trade him to the Raiders, I get Derek Carr. So, okay, Carr, that's the one where you could do a trade for This is a team that I was told two days ago they, they seriously... We're considering Josh Allen. When he, in the draft, they, they had a private workout with him. They were enamored with Josh Allen. You know, this, it's not far-fetched to think that Seattle has been preparing for this moment as well, or at least factoring this in. And is the, the Russell Wilson that we're seeing now, how much different is he than the Russell Wilson we saw three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. And this is when you have his best market value. Yes, Eden. 
It's almost like the whole let Russ cook thing should have been a red flag in a weird way because if he, he'd been there for that long and been that successful and they still won't let the dude play, it kind of says, now looking back, it says a lot more about how the Seahawks really felt about him. First half of the season, he was the MVP. Yeah. Then, and this is a team, like they won their division. Like it's crazy. Uh, this program brought to you by Built Bar. You want to stay in shape. Uh, the easy way to do it, you get a great protein bar. 16 grams of protein, low calories, low carb, but it tastes great. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code DP20, 20% off your first order. Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network will answer the question. Russell Wilson will be the quarterback of the Seahawks, Raiders, Cowboys, Bears, Saints next season. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned Built Bar, and uh, I can expound upon it a little bit more because there's so many great flavors. Is it 16 flavors or 18 flavors? I get, I get lost in how many flavors they have. Todd would know. Uh, there's mint brownie. There's cookies and cream. This is coconut. Salted caramel. Carrot cake. Carrot How great is that? I didn't even know carrot, carrot cake. That's because I may have took them. Wait, did you I've announce taken... it like you do Walmart? You carrot, like carrot cake. cake. But that's why you didn't know it existed, because I grabbed all of them, so how could you possibly know that carrot cake's one of the Is options? there a carrot cake? There certainly is. There's like an apple pie one. It's, like, it's just insane. There, There is or there was? There was. Wow. All right. But it's still on the market. It's just not here in the studio anymore. You can get all the delicious flavors at BuiltBar.com. Promo code DP20, get 20% off your first order. You're not going to believe how good they taste. Um, check them out, BuiltBar.com. But if you get them, you know, put them under lock and key because they won't last long. BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code DP20. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you sign up for the Dan Patrick Show newsletter, available daily, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Sign up, danpatrick.com. Enter your email address in the box that slides out, bottom right corner. Got something really special for you. If you've already signed up, this will be available to you coming up at 6 Eastern today. It's an interview I did with Maris Valenus, otherwise known as Jimmy Chitwood, the star of Hoosiers. Uh, I think you enjoy it. And if you subscribe to the newsletter, it'll be available later on today. And if you don't get to it today, you have this weekend, and it's a whole lot of fun. Yes, Paulie? It, it's a really great interview. If you're a Hoosiers junkie, um, the, like you guys talk about the scene with Gene Hackman shooting the ball. I can nerd out over that for hours. And he didn't, he'd never acted before, so he's acting... And he's asking Gene Hackman Gene for Hackman. advice on acting. And you got Dennis Hopper. Yeah. And Dennis Hopper was telling all these stories about, you know, doing acid in the 60s. And, <laughs> and so he'd invite these guys in, sit in the, uh, uh, you know, their uh, mobile home or whatever it's called. Uh, and, and they would go in there and just tell stories. But Maris Valenus, Jimmy Chitwood, and uh, he tells you how many times they filmed that last shot. 
And, uh, you know, iconic movie. But uh, that'll be available on danpatrick.com a little bit later on today. You can follow Ian Rappaport, the NFL Network Insider. Ian Rappaport on Twitter at RapSheet. And uh, Ian, kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Ian. Let me start with our poll question. Russell Wilson will be the quarterback of the Seahawks, Raiders, Cowboys, Bears, Saints at the start of next season. I would say... Probably the Seahawks. I mean, it's not impossible. I think one thing we've learned in the NFL this year is that quarterback trades, massive quarterback trades, the kind that we used to scoff at years ago, they can happen. I mean, it's slowly becoming a little more like the NBA where people aren't afraid to take on dead money. They're not afraid to make a splash. They're not afraid to take a risk. I mean, these things have now happened. So at least this conversation that we're having now is not fake. Whereas like four years ago, I would have been like, come on, Dan. Um, But my guess is the Seahawks for a couple of reasons. One, $40 million cap hit for a team that is contending every single year is a lot. And then let's just play it out. Let's say it's the Raiders and Derek Carr's in the trade. So then it's $40 million for Russell Wilson in a, you know, dead cap hit, $25 million for Derek Carr. That's $65 million allocated to the quarterback position. That's a lot. The other thing is Pete Carroll is 70 years old. Yeah. He does not want to rebuild. So if you're trading Russell Wilson, and you told me you wanted to start the dynasty again and rebuild, I'd say, cool, that actually would make some sense. Pete Carroll doesn't want to do that. A trade doesn't make sense for any party. How did we get to this point with Seattle? Well, I think it was slowly building probably from like week eight or nine when Seattle's offense went from letting Russ cook to whatever it was we saw at the end of the year. You know, he started turning it over. They kind of started focusing on running the ball to stop him from turning it over and go back to the brand of football that had made Seattle famous. And I don't think Russell Wilson liked that. He wanted to cook. He wanted to get the MVP votes. He wanted to be the kind of superstar quarterback that he is and that we see other quarterbacks. Like Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Packers run the ball with Aaron Rodgers, but Rodgers is the star. The running game is not the star, right? Um, And that was a philosophical difference in the fact that they had to play the season out and it didn't kind of get resolved during the season only led to this little, you know, kind of mini war of words or whatever you'd call it. Now he was involved in the picking of the offensive coordinator. That was good. Um, But they still got a lot of work to do to kind of get everyone on the same page here. But when he came on the show a couple of weeks ago, you've been around Russ. He doesn't open the door and, and really answer things honestly. And, you know, everything is go Hawks and he wants to tell you all the things that you he thinks you want to hear. He opened the door for me. I and I don't know if it was off of going to the Super Bowl. He looked miserable. He's watching Mahomes and Brady and going, why am I not playing in another another Super Bowl? But do you think that it was orchestrated on his part to allow me to ask those questions? Um, I wondered about that. Uh, it was an eye-opening interview. I will say that. Like when I, I think I first saw the clips on Twitter and I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah. I had to go and kind of click, which, you know, obviously for you, like you're doing an interview and someone has to go from Twitter to like, right, where can I find this? That's a, that's a great interview. I thought the whole thing was eye-opening. I started to get a sense before the Super Bowl that something was happening. Like I got wind of teams calling the Seahawks about Russell and I reported it on our pregame show, show before the Super Bowl. And usually you report something like that and you get a lot of pushback. Don't say anything. Don't stir it up. We don't need that out there. 
I didn't quite get that. It was more like, well, it's true. So you happen to find out about it. Like, okay. And that was interesting to me. And then he kind of goes on this media tour for man of the year, goes on your show and a couple others. And uh, he doesn't shy away from the fact that he's frustrated. He doesn't like to get hit, which I don't either. I get it. Um, I think it's time where he's like, you know what? I'm taking ownership of myself, my career, my team. I want this to get better. Uh, and in a way, I don't blame him, but it just makes it a little messy when that happens. But if you're Seattle, do you reach out to the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders? The door's open. Yeah, the door is open. But, I mean, the reality is you have Russell Wilson. If you want to trade him, you could trade him in like two seconds, right? Like everybody would want Russell Wilson. That's not the problem. Trading him is easy. You could get three ones, two ones and a great player and another good player. Like you could get a great package for Russell Wilson. That's easy. John Schneider is the master. He could do it in two phone calls. Yeah. Um, the problem is who do you replace him with? And I think that's the problem for everyone. Like let's say like the Houston Texans. I don't think they're trading Deshaun Watson, but let's say they do. Fine. You get a lot of draft picks. Who is actually your quarterback for Seattle? You know, you trade Russell Wilson, unless you're taking someone of his caliber and putting him in there, you are automatically rebuilding. So how does that actually benefit the Seahawks? That's the real question. And I can't help but think of Jerry Jones today or yesterday when he saw this list that came out. And you know Jerry loves shiny new objects. And it gives him a little leverage, I guess, with Dak Prescott, whether he uses that or not. Like the feasibility of the Cowboys kicking the tires on Russell Wilson is what? Uh, not not very feasible. Okay. Uh, to me, the Cowboys situation is very, very easy. Sign Dak Prescott. He <laughs> is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. He actually got more valuable when he hurt his ankle because the team was not good. Like, I see it's crazy to me. It's always been crazy to me when I saw people argue that Carson Wentz was better than Dak Prescott. It's like – it's almost like, what am I watching, right? Like, to me, it was obvious that Dak was where he was and Carson was going the wrong way, which I think has been pretty clear now. But it'd always be like, what are people saying? Like, how are they missing this? And I kind of feel like that with Dak, too. Like, he's a rising young quarterback who's actually getting better. He's a great person. Rehab's going well. It's going to be expensive to sign him because, yeah, it's expensive to sign quarterbacks, but the price is only going up. And I'll say this. Let's just say, God forbid, the Cowboys don't sign Dak Prescott by March 9th when they tag him or by July 15th. He'll be a free agent next year. He will make all of the money. And by then it's possible he leaves the Cowboys. And again, how does that benefit Dallas? Talking to Ian Rappaport, the NFL Network insider. Did, did Deshaun Watson have a face-to-face -face with his coach or a phone call with David Culley? Uh, it was not face-to-face. -face. Okay. Uh, it was either a phone call or could have been Zoom. There's like a – could have been FaceTime, could have been Skype. You know, there's a lot of different – I don't think it was rotary phone. Um, <laughs> but I, it was either phone call or some sort of face-to-face -face interaction type deal. It didn't sound like it was much. Deshaun Watson, from what I understand, always planned to do this out of respect for David Culley, who at 65 years old, basically got his lifetime dream of being a head coach in the NFL. I never thought it would change anything and it hasn't changed anything. He's where he is. The Texans are where they are. 
And if they trade him, which I got my doubts right now, like it's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah, I wondered. I, I thought Carson Wentz would eventually get traded. I didn't think Deshaun Watson would get traded. But here's Wentz who wanted out of Philadelphia and got traded. And Deshaun Watson wants out. But I also wonder about the timing of this, Ian, because at some point these teams will move on and go, all right, if he's not available, then we'll look at free agents or we'll look at the draft. I If, if I'm the Texans, I just say we're open for business like the Lions did with Matthew Stafford. Come on down. Give us your best offer and we'll move forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does if you're the Texans and you're okay not having Deshaun Watson. Like, he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, and even though there's this sort of business-slash-personal thing going on, he is a great person, high-character quarterback, right? So why would you ever want to trade him? Like, whatever price they could give, unless it's the Jaguars or, like, maybe the Jets in some sort of package, maybe – you know, replacing Deshaun Watson is hard or impossible unless you hit the lottery, which they already did with Watson. The timing is really interesting because usually you say, all right, like what's the, what's the deadline? All right, we need to know by free agency. All right, we need to know by the draft. Deshaun Watson is so good and so valuable that he actually doesn't, where he is in the market doesn't matter. Like they could say in July 25th or something, okay, fine, we'll trade him. And you would have teams ready to offer multiple first-round picks for one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, I don't think the market affects his value if the Texans ever decided to trade him. I just don't understand what happened. You know, he had that emotional press conference. He was crying. He thanked everybody. This was great. What did he find out? You know, I know that, you know, you trade Hopkins, uh, but he they had traded Hopkins, then he got his contract extension, I think. So, what did he all of a sudden realize that made him go, this is not the place I want to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it when you have a problem with the owner, that is tough to overcome. And it's it's all in a weird situation, right? Because you have Nick Casario, a GM in there. You have David Culley, the head coach. Watson doesn't have a problem with either of them. And so they have been trying to kind of make it right. But what's unfortunate is, at this point, there has not been anything they could do to change his mind because they're not even involved. It's the owner. It's the owner promising, you know, tr trading his best receiver without telling him. He found out on Twitter. And then saying he would be involved in the process um, of hiring the GM, just be involved. Like, just let him know, maybe talk some people. And then he finds out on Twitter. I, I think that's something that to him has been really hard to overcome. And as of, I mean, I've talked to people on all sides of this. I honestly don't know what fixes this. I thought Drew Brees was going to take this week to have his going away party. Like he had the week to himself. Very quiet with Drew Brees. What do you think? Well, today's not over yet. Now, you know, usually you'd say you wouldn't want to do it on Friday because the Saturday papers, but I mean, you know, papers are so, I don't know if people think like that anymore. Could be today. He's retiring. Drew Brees is retiring. He's going to have an awesome job in our world next year. He's going to make a lot of money. Are you guaranteeing Drew Brees is retiring? Yes, he's retiring. And the reason I know that is because, one, he's retiring. But, two, <laughs> they took his salary. They took it all the way down to the minimum. Drew Brees is not going to play for $1 million next year. He's not going to play for the veteran minimum. He's also just not going to play. So – you know, maybe he's waiting for his time. Maybe he wanted to kind of let it breathe a little bit. I don't know, but he is retiring. 
Good to talk to you, Ian. Have a good weekend. We appreciate your time as always. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Take care. That's uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. Oh, this Russell Wilson situation. Fascinating. But so is Deshaun Watson. Yes, McLevin. He kind of killed our Drew Brees drama. Yeah, I know. Couldn't he have left the door open just a little bit there? Uh, yeah, easy with uh, being staying with the facts and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Buzzkill. I know. All right, we'll take a break. Phone call's coming up. We have play of the day. McLovin may have ruined my weekend. And he didn't mean to. I'll have that story for you coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Check this out. Back to Burks. Burks steps back. Corner three. Bang! Alec Burks again from downtown. 17 fourth quarter points, and it's 127-108. It's courtesy of Madison Square Garden Network. Burks made five fourth quarter three-pointers. Tied for the most by a nick in the fourth quarter of a game in the last 15 years. The other two players, J.R. Smith and Carmelo Anthony. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by M-Drive. Take the supplement I take every day. M-Drive, powerful ingredients backed by science. Help me get energized, stronger, leaner. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refine your prime with M-Drive. Speaking of uh, that game with the Knicks and the Sacramento Kings, here is the Kings head coach, Luke Walton, after the game. I mean, I mean, look, I'm, I'm frustrated. We all should be frustrated. Uh, I, I don't know if I can say it's the most frustrated I've been. You know, there, there's things when we make the same. As a coach, there's only, you know, what you can do, you put a plan together and you work on things and you communicate those things. So, you know, the frustration comes out at times because you're not out there. You can't hit people. You can't run up and down and get it out. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, look, I was frustrated tonight. Yeah, he slammed his clipboard. You give up 140 points to the Knicks. It's amazing watching the NBA now because it's it's like strikeouts in baseball are not an embarrassment for a hitter. Giving up 130 points doesn't seem like it embarrasses any players. It should. But that's why when, you know, uh, I, Ben Simmons named to the All-Star team and people uh, said, well, yeah, great, he's a lockdown defender. Uh, who cares? Okay, but I... I do care. Like the things that he does well, he does really well. He doesn't shoot. Therefore, we go, nah, he's flawed. But last night, Ben Simmons shut down Luka Doncic, and they won the game. Joel Embiid didn't play well, but his defense, he shut down Luka Doncic. And I think sometimes we forget, we look at what you don't do, not what you do. And Ben Simmons, to me, is a still a very good player, all-around player. And because he's a good defender, Rudy Gobert is named to the NBA, uh, you know, second team, first team. It feels like every year the last couple of years. Why? Because he plays defense. But with, you know, Ben Simmons, nobody says, you know, Rudy Gobert can't shoot. But Ben Simmons, because he's got an awkward shot or he's hesitant to shoot. Oh, we're going to use that against him. That's a flaw with him. I was also watching Zion Williamson last night. Against the Bucks. Now he had 34. I, you know, the determination. A lot of times when you get your shot blocked, you kind of, you know, it's embarrassing or you recoil a little bit. 
or you don't want to put it back up again. Zion Williamson, it's almost like Moses Malone. Moses Malone did not jump high. Moses Malone was relentless on the boards. And Zion is shorter than Moses Malone by a couple inches. And Zion can jump. But Moses Malone was never deterred. If, if he got a shot block, he just got it, put it back again, put it back again. Always great offensive rebounder. Zion is like that. Zion doesn't stop. He knows going in, and his second jump is quicker than everybody else. You may block it, but he's going to be back up again before you know it. And you saw that last night. It was fun to see the Greek freak and Zion down the stretch. Yeah, Paul. Zion, the past uh, 10 games, is averaging 29 a game. He's averaging 26 on the season. Yeah. He's 20 years old. Yeah. You know, he's, he, he's nowhere near a finished product, but I love that he is not afraid to go inside. I love He, he attacks. He puts pressure on you. I, I always think that he should be shooting at least 10 free throws a game. And I don't know if that's because of his age that he's not getting those calls. I think that he thought that after the game last night. I think his coach, Stan Van Gundy, thought that as well. Quietly, in a professional way, they let the officials know that they weren't thrilled with that. But you have to earn your free throws, which I never understood. Like, I can't give it to a rookie or second-year guy. You know, once you get status, then I'm going to get – as if those players need to be gifted free throws. Uh, but Zion, not afraid. He attacks. And I love it. Yeah, McLevin. When you're playing pickup, did you guys do that where if you miss a shot or got your rebound once or twice, it was called a Moses Malone? Uh, growing up, I don't know if that was just a Philly thing. Like, everybody says, you know, like, you know how some guys, like, you do it three times, that's always called a Moses. Is that, anyone heard of that? No. I think it's a Philly thing. Have you, is there anybody better at that? Because I never Moses? went inside. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, so I would never go, hey, I'm going to have a putback here. Be like, no, I don't want to go inside. Bad things happen when you go inside. All right, McLovin, I know you didn't mean to ruin my weekend, and you know I hate lists. I had forgotten because we haven't done one since. What was the one that ruined your your entire year? Uh, college player of all time, and people had Michael Jordan as the best college player of all time, which is absolutely, positively stupid. I don't even know if Mike's the best North Carolina player of all time. Hansborough. <laughs> he, might, he might not have been the best North Carolina player on that team. James Worthy was considered the better player. But okay, you got another list. Just give me... And I only overheard you talking to Paulie and Seton. So I just was walking by you and I heard it. So just... Give people the concept of what this list is all about. Okay. It's similar to the Michael Jordan list. Greatest college football player, but not of all time, since 2000. So it sort of narrows the field, 2000 and on. Okay. Quarterback or football player? Quarterbacks. Oh, cor oh no. Yeah, Seton. Andrew, did you make this list? Uh, the list, I've... The list has starts with two quarterbacks near and dear to my okay, heart, which so is hysterical. I've been trying to figure out why they did top 60 and not top 50. It's like such a random number. Why did they do that? And then when you look at the list, number 60, take a guess. I have, I have, uh, Case Keenum. Uh, right no. college. Yeah, right college. 
And you're on the right. You're on the right uh, wavelength of people. Andrew loves. You'll never guess it. The 60th best college quarterback of all time, Kevin Cobb. Guess who number 59 is? <laughs> Case Keenum. No, Andy Dalton. Oh. It's the most bizarre list. It starts out with Kevin Cobb and Andy Dalton. That's why I'm so fired up about it. 60 and 59. Somehow they got the list just up enough to get those two dudes in. <laughs> so that's why it went to 60. And it makes no sense. Zach Wilson's 58. If, if they had gone to just 50... No, we'd Would never you be... have brought this list to my attention? No, we'd never be talking about it. Uh, all right, so... Oh, God. But I got to tell you, one through five, it's going to ruin definitely at least okay. the weekend. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up next hour. And you know what else I'm talking about next hour? Barbecue. I'll explain. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Friday. Seat and Paulie, Fritzy, McLovin, yours truly, here on the Dan Patrick Show. Close out the first hour with my friends from Full Sail University. Ever dreamed about doing this for a living? Being a sportscaster? How about getting a degree in sportscasting? I've teamed up with Full Sail University. We launched the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, and your bachelor's degree is in sportscasting. You learn all the aspects from being in front of the camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio, everything in between. There's a lot to love about Full Sail. Their approach to education, they combine hands-on learning, they have immersive projects, a faculty with real-world experience, preparing you for what life is actually like in this industry and some of the best in the business are part of this program students will be learning the business inside and out with people who have actually done these jobs in the industry at a high level at full sale university earn your bachelor's degree in about half the time as short as 20 months choose to earn your degree online or on campus in orlando florida more information dan patrick school of sportscasting fullsale.edu slash dan patrick it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams and I'm jacked. Alright, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.